nothing important. Maddie, the daddy, are we back? The holidays are upon us. The holidays are upon us. It is the week of Thanksgiving. Everybody knows what Thanksgiving is. Thanksgiving is the uh, the beautiful festive holiday where all your family gathers around to do what Americans love to do the most. Eat a lot of fucking food, right? Uh, and that holiday is really just a cloak for uh, a horrific event. <laughs> the colonization of America. But that means that I'm here. That means that you're there. It would not have happened. You watched the motherfucking butterfly effect. You watched the butterfly effect. You understand that if what happened, which we describe and we understand as heinous and brutal, that colonization, the genocide of the Native Americans, uh, if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be talking to you. You would not be listening to me. So, silver lining. Go buy a turkey and give thanks. Um, this year. Uh, beautiful blessing, man. You know, I'm 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 gonna make a Thanksgiving episode. Obviously, I'm gonna talk about what I'm really thankful for. You know what I'm saying? But um, just to start that off, just thinking about it, in anticipation of giving my thanks, I am extremely grateful that this year I'm going to be hosted by my sister. She moved down to Atlanta. You guys know where the fuck I'm from. She's from the same place. She actually lived in the apartment in East Harlem, in the P's, in the projects, longer than me. And it was really bad conditions. It was really, really bad conditions. Um, projects are notorious for not handling maintenance. And she basically inherited, you know, some people inherit money, property, you know. When we all moved out, my sister uh, lived with her boyfriend in the apartment for about four years by themselves, four or five years by themselves. She inherited a hellhole. And something woke up in her because everybody has the capacity to grow. Everybody has the capacity to change, whether that be internally, whether that be the external circumstances moving. Everybody has that in them. You know, it, it really is a choice. And she woke up and made the choice to get the fuck out of New York and <laughs> move to Atlanta. And so I'm, I'm extremely excited and blessed that this year she will be hosting me. And making me some goddamn food. Because what the fuck are women for? You know what I mean? <laughs> Since I've had this podcast, I used to have an Instagram previously, but I've created a new Instagram to market for nothing important. And I make silly tickle, tickle me uh, reels. And I post them. And hopefully people don't just like them. They go and they listen to the podcast. You understand? It's full circle. That's what we're trying to do. Some people call it marketing. Um, other people call it ineffective and lazy. Who cares, right? But when I used to have my old Instagram, uh, just for shits and giggles, I would take pictures of my girl cooking. And I would hashtag keep her in the kitchen. Hashtag keep her in the kitchen. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what you're doing in 2022. We, we're slowly approaching. Excuse me, not slowly. We're very quickly approaching 2023. We're in the future. The future is upon us. I don't care about your personal life decisions. If you a man and you want to be with a man, do you, boo-boo. If you a girl 
and you want to be with another girl, all motherfucking power to you. I got no judgment. If you are were a man, you turned into a girl, and you want to be with a girl that used to be a man, or however the fuck that works, you're free to do so. In my household, I like to keep it very misogynistic. I like to keep it old school, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I beat my wife. No. Um, I just love when a woman cooks for me. Uh, it's, it's not like a sexual thing because I was just telling you I'm excited. My sister's going to be making me some motherfucking food. You know what I mean? She's going to be making me some Puerto Rican traditions. You know, Benin, which is a pork shoulder. Incredible little history lesson for anybody who didn't know. Language is a motherfucker. Language is a beautiful motherfucker. Language, what it, what, it, what it actually is, is us making noises, our, our throats vibrating, our voice box vibrating, and us pushing air out of our body. And when we do that in different cadence or tonality, um, different pronunciations, that is expressing thoughts in the brain. I didn't hit the blunt, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you what the fuck it was. If it blew your mind, it blew mine too. If you really think about it. There's so many different languages and so many different dialects, you know, you can go and travel the motherfucking world and you can hear a smooth motherfucker like myself out of Harlem, New York. And you'd be like, man, beautiful voice, beautiful language. You, you wield them words like a motherfucking sword. Or you go to China and hear how the fuck they talk. And it's not nice. <laughs> it is not nice. Insert your own favorite racist Chinese accent, you know. But. I said all that to say that language is always changing. It is always growing, as is everything. And the English language has adopted words from other languages. And here's your history lesson, ladies and gentlemen, in preparation for Thanksgiving, for you to be educated on the motherfucking food that Puerto Ricans eat pork shoulders. The word barbecue, barbecue is a word of the indigenous Taino people that were native to the island of Puerto Rico. Oh, bet you ain't know that. We invented barbecue, bitch. What would you do without the Puerto Ricans? Everybody who's in the South right now. Every black man, white man, Hispanic, you know, Mexican, I like to categorize them as their own because they're predominantly Native American. But you get the fucking point, right? Latinx, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. Reptilian. I don't care who's listening. Anybody who enjoys them some motherfucking barbecue, you're welcome. Puerto Ricano. It's a Puerto Rican word. It's a Taino word. I know once I get my ancestry shit, I'm still waiting on it. I'm still waiting on the motherfucking ancestry. They're taking a little bit long. Um, but once I get my kit, I know I'm not going to have a lot of Native American. I think the average Puerto Rican has somewhere between 7 and 13%. Um, and that's even a skewed statistic. It's like 60% of Puerto Ricans that even have anything. But if you do have any Native American blood, any Taino blood, and you, you're Boricua, uh, you only have about 7 to 13%. Not a lot, but I'm still, I'm still taking it because they wiped out my people. I invented barbecue. <laughs> you see how that works? I'm Kanye West. I'm, I'm going to take credit for it. I am your leader. And my sister's going to be making some motherfucking Benid. Benid. Oh, my God. This is an incredible roast. It's not a barbecue. I just wanted to throw that in there. But um, what they did, the Tainos would take a pig 
and basically like shove a spear from his mouth to his asshole, right? Uh, very, very, <laughs> very dignified death for that pig. And they would take him and they would take all these leaves and kindle a fire and roast that motherfucker and roast that motherfucking pig and they would eat that goddamn bull. And our version of that is taking the shoulder of the pig, which is extremely succulent. Shoulder doesn't sound attractive. A pork shoulder does not sound attractive. If you looked at a pig and you looked at his shoulder, you're going to be like, word, is that what y'all doing? Try it. Try it before you buy it, bitch. Go get a Puerto Rican friend. Make them invite you over for a fucking dinner. Sip a little coquito and get some penne in your system. Squeeze some lime on that bitch. It's insane. You get some some hot sauce, some American hot sauce. That's how we, we assimilate. You know what I mean? Throw that on the pork and tell me it's not God's invention. You know what I mean? Tell me the Puerto Ricans are not the master race. But my sister's going to be making that. She's going to be making some rice and beans. Just like real spick shit. Real spick energy. <laughs> Make me feel like I'm home, baby. And of course, my girl, culinary genius. She's going to be chefing it up with everything that she wants to make. We actually went to Costco today. You guys know Costco. Costco is a fine establishment. Costco, if um, the collective consciousness of humanity, the sea of consciousness collectively of all of our intellect, every facet of our mental psyche, our, our spirits all in one, if that was personified, um, you know, like people say they got a spirit animal. The spirit animal of America is Costco. That is what America is all motherfucking about. Blaring LED lights <laughs> in an open factory floor with endless aisles of shit for consumers. It's incredible. It is incredible, ladies and gentlemen. Buy in bulk. Why not? Kill yourself quickly. So we went down to Costco and... As you can imagine, Costco, um, before a beautiful holiday of glutton like Thanksgiving, pretty packed in America, especially particularly in Atlanta. The South, they like to eat. Everybody was out at Costco. It felt like a holiday at Costco. It was almost like a holiday event. You know what I mean? The Costco shopping event before you get into the motherfucking house, cook all that food and clog your arteries. That should be a holiday. Costco Day. You know, Costco Day, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, you're an American. You know, fuck all the shit that they, they, they make you do to, to become a citizen of this country. You got to pass that test. If you survive that week of incredible consumerism, now you're American. I don't, I don't need no fucking history out of you guys. You don't need to learn nothing about this country. It's all lies anyway. We're at Costco. We're shopping. What are we getting? We already got the bird. We already got the turkey in the crib. My girl wants to do like roast beef. Sounds Caucasian. She's going to put a spin on it. I'm with it all. I'm with it all. We got some little fucking bone in lamb chops. Succulent. Delicious. It's going to be incredible. What else did we get? Champagne. Champagne. Um, you tell I'm excited. You can tell I'm excited slash... Uh, some negative anticipation here because <laughs> I need to go on a diet. I need to fucking go on a diet. I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just um, 
do what I do every year. I'm going to tell you guys that I'm not going to OD and I'm going to go crazy and eat mad motherfucking food. No, I'm going to just work it all out. That's what I'm going to do. But we got a whole bunch of shit. We were at Costco and it was like, man, it's incredible, man. You know what I did? This is probably going to be the photo for this episode. But I was thinking about how the holidays, we're in Costco. There's people of all different races. You know, you bumping shoulders with, uh, you know, white people, bump shoulders with black guys, bump shoulders with, uh, you know, Native Americans, uh, bumping the forehead of a Mexican because they're short. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's bumping into each other and nobody's beefing because everybody's there to buy beef and turkey and chicken and cook it. The holidays bring people together. It's a beautiful fucking time where everybody forgets their personal prejudice their racist tendencies, the fact that the aliens are just fucking <laughs> plotting on taking over the goddamn planet, right? We all forget that Putin is out there hovering his goddamn palm over a big red shiny button that would end it all. You know what I mean? We forget that for a moment and we concentrate on the irrelevant uh, holiday of Thanksgiving. It's just really nothing important. Um, not irrelevant, irrelevant is not the right word. Um, uh, I don't know. You, 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 you figure a fucking word for it. But you get what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying. You know, we meditate on that rather than all the problems of the world. And it was beautiful, man. I was bumping shoulders with people. And it inspired me. Man, I took a photo of something that I think people need to see. Right now, race relations are a little fucked up. Not our fault. The people on the ground, we didn't do it. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. You could blame, uh, you know, people like me, New Yorkers from the hood on bad race relationships between black and Asian people because there are homeless black guys kicking Chinese women on the train tracks. That is happening. Turn on the news. Every other day, baby. <laughs> Glitch in the matrix. You know what I'm saying? I thought the fucking the Asians were supposed to be Kung Fu kicking and apparently it's the black guys. Um, but beside all that. I took a photo. I grabbed some kosher salt, and I, I grabbed some some black pepper. And I, I, they, I, it was just a synchronistic moment. Synchronistic moment. I, I just placed them in the top part of the cart, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh my god, kosher salt? That's Jewish. Black pepper? That's you know, Hebrew. I guess now that's what they call themselves. But it's African American, and it was just they need each other." What what is a better combination than the beautiful white Jewish salt <laughs> and the delicious, beautiful black pepper? It's gonna mix together in your food, and hopefully it will have some psychological effect on the masses and we can stop beefing with each other. And we can stop this problem that's going on, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hold hands and let's goddamn sing. Let's pray to the motherfucking we should make a turkey a deity. That's what we should do. I said it before. I really do appreciate how the Indians are creative with their gods. Even the Egyptians. The Egyptians was creative with their gods as well. And um, the Caucasians ruined the shit, man. The most creative like Caucasian deities were like um, Greece. They had pretty, pretty cool gods. But I like when it was like not only human beings, like other cultures, Egypt, Got a burp. 
other cultures, like they, they deified animals. You know, the Indians, they got the elephant with the 19 arms. I think we should do that. I think the next world religion, because uh, I don't think it's going to be any more nationalism, ladies and gentlemen. I think the whole world is going to believe in one God pretty motherfucking soon. Uh, but the next deity that we erect golden statues of that for the first 50 to 100 years, everybody goes over there. There's probably a fountain under them. You throw your heart and money down there, make wishes and pray that whatever that fucking deity is will bless you and your family. Another 50 years rolls around. People get tired of that deity. Kids start skateboarding over it, peeing in the motherfucking fountain. You get the fucking point. But I think that next statue should be a turkey. Because what is more American than Thanksgiving? What is more American than a holiday that is based off a mass genocide that we cloak over that? The number one drug in America. Food. That's, that's it's just so American. It's so fucking American. I, I keep on saying it. We should embrace who the fuck we are. I think that is going to help unify this country. Just my thoughts. Let's erect golden statues of turkeys. Pray to them. Throw coins in a fountain. You get the point. Beautiful. Costco. Costco should be like a, a demigod, right? It's like the, the mother nature. She's providing food fresh from the harvest. Um, <laughs> I like Costco, man. Move to Atlanta, you turn into like a new level of consumer. You know, I've lived in other states. I've lived in other cities. There's nothing like being in the South and going shopping because it's such an event to the people. You go to like a supermarket, a grocery store in New York City or Los Angeles, it's a chore. It is a chore. But there's a different level of consumerism in the South of America. So you will see people with glazed over eyes, like they're fucking looking at the Hollywood Hills, reading these goddamn holiday deals. It's incredible. It's a religious experience. I had a good time. Um, how, how much of a consumer have I become? Not really me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not running this shit. My girl, uh, enslaved me mentally a long time ago. So we go to Costco and Sam's club, you know, any other logical adults think that's the same goddamn place. I agree with you. But once again, I'm not in fucking control. So we got to go to both because this one has that deal. The other one has this deal. Um, paying for gas between the two places kind of evens out the money that you fucking save. But Logic is not the point here. It's not the point. It is to fulfill that dopamine rush, the serotonin hit of getting a good goddamn deal. Because women do love that. They do love that. They don't think about it logically. They don't think, you know, maybe they hike up the price first and then slash it so they get the same goddamn profit. <laughs> they don't think about that marketing. They just like to see that, you know, that red mark on the old amount and that new beautiful Yellow sign. Only blank 99. Really? Why not? You know, go over there, buy a whole bunch of shit. That's what we did. And um, we're going to cook it and we're going to eat it. And it's going to be fucking incredible. Won't it? What are your holiday plans? What are you doing? Are you alone? If you're alone, sincerely, um, I don't give a fuck. No. Um, go find a turkey drive, yo. Go find a turkey drive. Go be around people. When I was in Los Angeles the first year that I moved there, 
me and my girl, we, we didn't have no family out there. We didn't have no friends. So that Thanksgiving, we cooked in the crib, and then we went to a dive bar. Go do something like that, man. Go get your dick sucked on, on Thanksgiving. Why not? Gobble, gobble. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all a fucking about. Go get a girl drunk, throw a little sun in her drink, tell her you're a turkey, tell her she's the turkey, and she got a gobble, gobble. You know what I mean? I'm saying you got some some candied yams, and if she she eat it long enough to you know so the marshmallows come out. You understand what the fuck I'm trying to say, man? Um, <laughs> so how creative I think I am. I always get back to like these these four walls of perversion that lock me into my my thoughts. It's fucking incredible. Always ends with a blowjob in my brain. What does that say about me as an individual? I'm honest. Maybe. What are you guys going to be thankful for? I'm going to leave that for another episode. We're going to do the thankfuls for another episode. I just want to know what everybody's plans are. What are your anticipations? How do you feel about the holidays? For me, the holidays are joyous and beautiful. I embrace the hypocrisy. I embrace that it's all lies. I embrace that it's all covering up horrible events in our country's past. And I enjoy the sins. I enjoy them. You know what I mean? Hung over from fucking tryptophan, going on the fucking computer and trying to get deals on Amazon. It is a holy blessing. I enjoy it. I fucking enjoy it. Do you guys like the holidays? Is there a trauma associated for you? I could talk about a trauma that I witnessed. <laughs> I talk about my own shit a lot. You know what I mean? When you grow up like myself, it's not just the things that happen to you. It's what you see. It's what you see. There are some sayings that hold true regardless of culture, regardless of status, regardless of environment. One in particular that's coming to mind, the grass is greener. That's a real motherfucking effect. That grass is greener thing is real. I thought I had it rough. My neighbors down the hall, they was looking at us like we had it good because they had a really fucked up household. (laughs) They had a really fucked up household. My neighbors down the hall... It was, I want to say five boys, if I remember them correctly. It was Anthony, Jonathan, um, Leo, four boys, and Michael. Anthony, Jonathan, Leo, and Michael. And they were Puerto Rican and half Italian. The father was Italian. He was in the streets. He got murdered when they were children. Mother was Puerto Rican. She was a crazy bitch. (laughs) She was a crazy, psycho biatch. A neglectful, horrible mommy. And that's to say something where I grew up. You know, there wasn't a lot of great parents. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) This bitch in particular, she was fucked up. This one Thanksgiving, I remember. My mother goes and tells me to throw out the trash. Right? She's cooking. She's throwing stuff out. Multitasking. She's like, go throw that out in the projects. In the hallway of your project uh, building, there's going to be something called an incinerator. The incinerator is just this disgusting fucking little door that you open. In the middle of the, this brick hallway, and you throw things in there. You don't even look in there. It's like a fucking black hole. You don't know what's gonna come out. You don't know if you're gonna fall in. It is disgusting. You just don't even look in that bitch. You just throw motherfucking trash down the chute. And as I'm walking there, I see an argument happening down the hall. And um, Puerto Rican women have a way to express themselves when they're passionate. They have a particular way to express themselves. It's almost like a motherfucking art form. You know, any other fight, any other argument, T 
TMZ video between celebrities seeing what's happening, there's always an opportunity for speculation because when people are throwing fists with each other or having a tantrum or screaming loudly, it's mostly incoherent. That is typically what's associated to like an emotionally disturbed episode. Puerto Rican women, for whatever reason, they can eloquently express what the fuck is going on in times of breaking the fuck down. So I got the whole story. I just had to sit back and motherfucking watch. Apparently, those those four boys I mentioned, their mother was dating this guy. Dating this guy. And the guy, I don't know where the fuck he was, but he made a call to her. And he said he's not going to make it for dinner. He's not going to make it for Thanksgiving dinner. And her response with four children in her household <laughs> was to have a temper tantrum, screaming and cursing out this man who was... I don't know if he astro projected next to her because she was speaking like he was right there. This is a time before cell phone, ladies and gentlemen. She was just screaming at a fucking apparition in the hallway, holding a beautifully cooked Thanksgiving turkey and proceeded to after cursing this man out um, where her four sons crying behind her. Please don't do it, mom. She uh, threw the turkey down the incinerators. Nobody can eat. <laughs> she ain't getting no dick tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I witnessed. So I assume for those boys, <laughs> Thanksgiving is probably traumatic. It's potentially how they associate that. Maybe they have, you know, a certain skill that I have where I could just put shit in the back and it just does not resurface or it just doesn't affect me. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I had a friend when I was younger and it's this German girl that I met, 14th Street Union Square. Um. We had a, a, it was a pure friendship. I didn't fuck the girl. She wanted to fuck me, but I didn't want to fuck her. I'm not really into white girls. She was beautiful though. Laura Nicholson. Laura Nicholson was about five foot 11, blonde, green eyes. She was from a coastal island in Germany. And her uncle was uh, in finance and he lived in Greenwich, New York and would come down to the city. And so he was becoming more affluent in New York, he sent for her. She came on vacation. She barely spoke English. And I met her on 14th Street Union Square. She was looking for somebody to show her around the city. Luckily, she ran into my younger, nice self. <laughs> Luckily, because she could have easily gotten sex trafficked. Um, beautiful girl. And I became friends with her. And I remember Laura, um, she said something to me one time. Uh, you know, we stopped being friends because I was a sensitive young man. I remember telling her about my life and all this other stuff. And she said to me, I asked her one time, I was like, yo, what do you really think of me? What do you really think of me? You know, I ask people weird questions, uncomfortable questions like that. She's like, I think you're extremely smart. Um, I think you have so much potential. I think you're extremely talented. And then she said, I think you're weak. <laughs> she said that to me. And I cut that bitch the fuck off, bitch. Um, and <laughs> she was like emailing me for months. Like, why are you not talking to me? Why are you not talking to me? Because I, I didn't give it a dick. That's what she wanted. She wanted the dick. I didn't give it a dick, you know? And so she uh, writes me this one time. She said, okay, now I see who you are. Out of sight, out of mind. That's what she said to me. I see who you are now. Out of sight, out of mind. And I said, God damn it, I should reinstate you as my friend, Laura, because you do see me. You do know who I am, bitch. Um, <laughs> I hope those four boys have that quality. 
that their mother throwing that turkey down the incinerator and them going hungry on a holiday that is about nothing beside glutton. Everybody else is enjoying filling their goddamn gut with a turkey. Why a turkey? Why a turkey? I don't know a turkey. Why not a chicken? Chickens are abundant. Turkeys look weird. They taste good. Okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> but I hope those kids have that that ability to out of sight, out of mind. You know what I'm saying? When they moved out the house, you know, they can go and they enjoy them turkey with their own families and not fucking lose their mind and relive trauma. Back to me, bitch. Holidays are incredible for me. I love the holidays. I love Thanksgiving. Um, I'm trying to think of my favorite. I think I've said before my favorite holiday is Halloween. Halloween is just, come on, son. It's incredible. It's the best. But second best is going to be, let me think about that. My birthday, bitch. That's a holiday. No. Um, fight between Thanksgiving and Christmas. No, a second for me is it's got to be New Year's. I'm a degenerate. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's got to be New Year's. I made a huge mistake in my life, ladies and gentlemen. I met my girl on New Year's Eve. I met the woman I've been with for the last nine years on New Year's Eve. You put it together. How is that a mistake? How is that a mistake? You Did you get it? Is it bingo, bitch? Call out bingo. I fucking wasted a holiday. My anniversary is New Year's. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? A perfect opportunity for a fucking guy's night. And now every New Year's, I got to fucking lean my girl over like that 1940s picture of the fucking sailor kissing that blonde lady. Uh, did they fuck? Anybody know that Times Square photo? Very famous. Guy from the Navy. I guess he was fucking dudes for like the last four years of his service. He comes to New York, finds the first blonde bitch he could find. Dips are over romantic kiss, classic photo forever. I got to do that with my girl. Beside all the me going to the Navy and getting fucked, you know? I wasted a holiday. That's probably my second favorite holiday. So number one is going to be Halloween, the God. Halloween, the motherfucking Christ on earth. Christ incarnate, Christ consciousness, you know what I'm saying? Number two, New Year's. Number three is going to be the fight between Christmas and Thanksgiving. And I'm going to give the nod to Christmas. I'm going to tell you why. Because Christmas has too many motherfucking elements to it. It's multifaceted as a holiday. Every other holiday, it's like it has its one thing. You know what I mean? Halloween, it's candy. It's, it's, I guess it's two things. It, 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 all the other holidays have a couple factors, right? Halloween is like costumes, candy. Thanksgiving is... Uh, Turkey and, you know, passing the fuck out like you just did a hit of heroin, right? Um, <laughs> New Year's is getting drunk, maybe getting lucky. You know what I mean? I got lucky and got trapped. Nine years, baby, down the motherfucking drain. And then Christmas. There's so many elements to Christmas. There's so many elements to motherfucking Christmas. Christmas is like the anticipation of it. The buildup is one whole element. You know what I mean? The tree. That's our, our Christmas deity. That tree. I don't know what pagan symbolism that falls under, but you know, you get you a motherfucking tree and you put gifts under that goddamn tree. Right? So there's presents, there's the tree, there's the whole build up, the whole Christmas spirit, there's the music. How many motherfucking Christmas songs are there? Is there one Thanksgiving song? 
Gobble, gobble, bitch, colonize the natives, genocide, genocide. I don't know about that song. I don't know about that song. Somebody write it. Christmas nonstop catalog of fucking songs. And it's a beautiful fucking holiday because it's such a spark of inspiration. Typically, once the creatives, the people who are the architects of a certain concept or an idealism, like a Christmas, like a holiday, a pagan holiday like Christmas... Once those songs are kind of set in stone, typically, you would assume no music then arises because the people who had the spark are gone. They die. They wrote the song. They're dead. (laughs) But Christmas is such an incredible inspiration for us all that it seems like there's always a new hit. In my lifetime, a a classic was created. I don't like the goddamn song. When it comes on, I want to shoot myself in the dickhead. Mariah Carey, you know the motherfucking tune. All I want for Christmas is turn this shit off. Turn that shit off, please. Please. But that's what it is, man. Such an inspirational motherfucking holiday. You know? And then Christmas got two parts to it. There's the before and there's the after. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much. There's so much. How do you guys deal with Christmas? Do you guys do the presents... Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? And I'll tell you, you answer that and I'll tell you what race you are. Very quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. You know, you know Spanish people don't got the motherfucking patience for that. You know we don't. We doing Christmas motherfucking Eve. The kids are staying up till 12. <laughs> Dysfunction, baby. You know what I mean? And you wake up the next day and... You know, depending on your age, you're either playing with boxes or you're trying to run out the house to get high with your friends. Christmas Day. You guys know how it fucking works. I guess white people do like the Christmas morning. They wake up early, get the camera out. Johnny, I got you a fire truck. You know, and Johnny loves it. Beautiful. Um, we do things a little different. And I, I like all way. I like all way. Um, so Christmas gets that. And I guess last on the totem pole is Thanksgiving, but it's still, this is America. This is how wonderful and abundant America is, is that didn't I just give you a beautiful fucking description of Thanksgiving? That's called gas. Um, Didn't I just give you a beautiful, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. I'm not even giving you guys the fucking synopsis or the workup to what's actually going to happen. And this is the lowest of the totem pole. That's how fucking blessed we are in this country, man. I'm very close to getting an American tag, uh, American flag tattoo, you know, American flag, American fag. Um, <laughs> hey, yo. Um, no, I can't do that. I can't get an American flag. I got one tattoo. Do I regret it? Sometimes. Sometimes I got excited because I went to Hawaii when I was like 23, 24. I got excited and I was like, this means something. I didn't understand. You can just travel. You know I, mean? I understand you could just leave that memory there. I got excited and I was like, oh, my body's going to be a passport. Very unique thought, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I was a young man. I was drinking a lot. It was sunny. And I broke all the rules, too. When you're getting a tattoo like that, you're not supposed to be in the sun before it. You're not supposed to be drinking alcohol like that. I was wilding. I was on the island of Maui getting sunburned, getting fucking roasted like a penil. Like some barbecue, like some Taino motherfucking barbecue. I was getting cooked and I was getting drunk 
And I went into this place called Southern Roots. They're allegedly famous on the island of, of Maui. And uh, I went and I got a six-hour one-sitting tattoo before I was fucking late for a flight. And it came out pretty good for it being like freehand. The guy didn't sketch nothing up. He just drew some mark on it. I gave him like a description of what I want. I was like, I want like a tiki head, but I wanted to like shape to my shoulder. I didn't want like a, a square tiki head. I wanted to shape to my, so it's kind of like a circular tiki head. It looks cool. Um, didn't heal well. I'm probably going to have to get that touched up, but you know, that's what I have. I'm, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican that's never been to Puerto Rico with a Hawaiian tribal tattoo. American fag. I think that I think that's <laughs> I think that's appropriate, right? Um Hawaii was fantastic. Fantastic. So expensive. Isn't it wild that inflation is so bugged out now that we now have Hawaii prices? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that fucking crazy? Like milk is getting up there. <laughs> Just to buy a half gallon of milk. It's like, what is it, fucking five fifty? It's craziness, bro. That's Hawaii prices. And it made sense for Hawaii because it's like it's in the middle of fucking Polynesia. It's a little blip in the Atlantic in the Pacific Ocean. Like out there in in West Bubble fuck of the Pacific Ocean, right? In between America and you know, the land of the, the Chinguas. Captain Chingwa and all of them. Um chicken we puff right? So it's gonna be you know extra money because you gotta you gotta get that food over there. But now it's like we in the states, and that's how much that shit is costing. It's wild shit. Um, I would still recommend Hawaii. I I can't imagine what prices are like that. It, it has to be wild up there right now. It has to be fucking unbearably. They already had a homeless problem. I'm assuming that got worse. I'm assuming that got worse. I'm assuming the ratio of affluent white people. To poor Hawaiians, that gap has widened, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> just assumptions here. I had a good time out there. I did like shit I really wanted to do. I, 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 I did three islands, but when I went to Maui, I was like, I wanted to go to this place called the Rainbow Bridge. It's not called the Rainbow Bridge. It was actually a concert Jimi Hendrix had in Hawaii and Maui. And it's one of my favorite live performances of his. If you look it up, you're going to think I'm retarded because the audio is terrible. But if you're a musician, if you know, you know him, Shane. He's a genius. And um, I went out there and it was like half amazing, half sad as shit. Because when I saw the footage in the 60s of him in Hawaii playing to this crowd of like half naked people in this sunny, beautiful place. And they did the whole film production before the... The concert, it was like a docu-concert slash movie production. And it was like Rainbow Bridge. And there was all this lore around it. And um, all this creativity and all this artistic vision behind that production. And um, it was great to go get that energy. Like go to that spot and absorb and be in that place that that happened. Somebody I really admire. But as well, it was like depressing. It was like it was all it just looked like a plot of land with grown over grass. You know, the fucking, the grass was taller than me. I was like, God damn it. This is a <laughs> anticlimactic. But still was cool, man. Still a great experience. I, I wouldn't knock that. Um, 
the middle, it's not even the middle island. It was just a middle island in my trips. I started in Oahu, went to Kauai. Kauai is easily the greatest. Easily the greatest. I haven't been to the other islands. I want to go to the one that you can't go unless you're a native. You know, just because I, I like to... I like the total line. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I like to break the rules. And um, I would love to go there. But I will go there. I'm going to take my daughter. I'm going to take my daughter over there. Figure out. Um, I've been talking for a long time. It's a little bit late. I'm going to go scratch my balls and uh, shake feverishly. Uh, shake myself to sleep because I don't sleep well. Um, ladies and gentlemen... If you are a continual listener to the Nothing Important Podcast, thank you. Before I give my Thanksgiving motherfucking podcast episode, Nothing Important Thanksgiving with Matt Reyes, before I give you guys that motherfucking glory, I want to tell you that I am thankful for you this holiday season. Go on to my Instagram, like the posts, like the reels. Until next time.